From a career spanning decades to touching down in our hearts, Zenobia Sharoff brings warmth, heart and humour to all her roles in The Big Sick, Miss Marvel and many more. Representation, but make it wholly dimensional. Tough love, but make it funny. The first South Asian mummer in the MCU, Zenobia Sharoff, thank you so much and welcome to the Foyer Reference Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me and thank you for waking up so early in Australia to do this. <laughs> anytime, anytime for you, Zenobia. <laughs> <laughs> thank so, you. We would love to know what made you fall in love with acting and stay in love. Uh, am I in love with acting? Are you? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> <Tell me otherwise. laughs> That's some long suffering. Yeah. <laughs> That's <not the> case. <laughs> am I in love with acting? Um, I don't know. You know, I read this amazing quote uh, by Mr. Spielberg recently. I do believe it was. And uh, please forgive me if I'm quote, misquoting him. But he said that the process is not that great, but the calling mm. is undeniable. And that's how I feel. I'm not particularly fond of the process always. You know, it's uh, we work long hours and you're in uncomfortable situations, costumes, hair, makeup, 4.30 a.m. calls. You're traveling a lot, um, especially on the road. It's hard to stay healthy, all of that. But the calling is is uh, the calling is the calling. And uh, when I am between action and cut, I think. Okay, maybe I was put on this earth uh, to give that to people, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and also, uh, going back to what made me fall in love was um, I grew up in post-colonial uh, India in the 70s and 80s. And at the age of 17, I went to the Sterling Cinema, as we called it, or was the cinema, um, and I saw Meryl Streep in Le uh, French Lieutenant's Woman, or Lieutenant's Woman, as, as your wishes. Um, and I just remember she did two roles in that. You know, she was playing a person who was... And I remember sitting there and thinking, ah, um, yeah, I think I, 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 I can do that. I want to do that. And it was a seminal uh, turning point moment for me, yeah. Uh, but I can't always say that I'm madly in love with with it all. Uh, last night I watched, for example, Banshees of Inisherin, which was beautiful. And I remember look, watching Colin Farrell and I thought, we've never seen Colin do something like this. Uh, mm. And he was so good and he touched me so. And those are the moments when you see the great performances, I, I fall back in love with it, for sure. If you haven't had a chance to watch The Lobster, he also has a very earnest role um, in that as well. But that's beautiful yeah. to see Meryl Streep and be like, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that because I've been doing it since I was a young girl in amateur theater. My parents met in a local theater. Uh, they never took it up as a profession because they had to raise three girls. But um, I was always, you know, the lead in the school plays. And uh, yeah, I was always a quick study around that stuff. So that's not my, if you're not asking that and I'm just rambling on, but I was meant to be a therapist. 
So we so we send the invoice. You send us the invoice, and we pay yeah. for it after this. Or? <laughs> uh, no, I um I did my master's in in psychology. Uh, hey, don't miss my Miss Marvel coffee mug. Oh, very Aww. nice, very nice. <laughs> um, I did my master's in psychology, and I it was either do the training program to be a therapist or use a ticket I had got. Uh, as a dancer, I was also a dancer uh, to come to New York City um, and study my craft. And my mentor and acting teacher said, you're not going to waste this ticket. You're going to use it and you're going to go. Mm. And so I, I I packed my bags and I had $500 in two suitcases. And uh, that's been 33 years. Wow. wow. So was there a moment where you thought, oh, I could, I have my master's degree in my bag, you know, and if this doesn't go right, I can just always go back. Um, I never had a plan B. I'm going to be really honest. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will say that having a master's degree opened the doors to having some decent day jobs mm-hmm. because, you know, I had an education, um, and I was suited. I worked in a place for people with mental illness and, And I did a lot of, um, I was always going to, if I did, was a therapist, I was always going to look at childhood influences. And Mm -hmm. I translated that into um, babysitting and uh, nannying and all of that. But I didn't feel I could go back. Right. Yeah. But I think that's the point. Like, if you're going to go all in, like, go all the way in, go for broke, right? I was also very young. I was early 20s. And, you know, you think the world is your oyster mm. and nothing can go wrong. What, what do you mean? Nothing will go wrong. I'll just go to New York City and become an actor. <laughs> I love that. Uh-huh. But I think also with, um, you know, your background and your education as well, you know, you talk about thespian level performances and I think understanding the way we function or the way we dysfunction as humans can only really help your performances anyway. Absolutely. Uh, Everybody says, oh, do you regret not having your, you know, being a therapist and what, you know, you studied all those years, like it was what, uh, four, yeah, no, three and two years, five years uh, to get the master's degree. And uh, do you regret it? And I'm like, are you kidding? I use it every day. Mm. Mm. I use it every day, not just off camera, but it's the first place I go to when I'm when I'm with a new character. And when I'm I mean, you what what is acting in the end, if not the exploration of the human condition in all its very myriad forms? And so when you're talking of a human being, you can't not talk about their quote unquote psychology. So um, I use it a lot, yeah. Well, we'd love to talk about The Big Sick. You play Charmaine. There are a lot of big themes and we love to be able to see it on screens that we might not necessarily have seen them otherwise. You know, things like culture to religion to family. And we would love to know, like, what's a scene that you really, really loved, like, filming for The Big Sick? The last one when she she gives them when they have the showdown and she lets them know uh, what their immigrant struggle has been like, because I think that's a that's a scene that resonated a lot with a lot of people in this country and other immigrants. Mm -hmm. The parents go through so many sacrifices and I'm not I I don't have uh, birth children, but I went through I, I sacrificed a lot to get to this point where I'm 
sitting on podcasts and going to award shows. Mm-hmm. I sacrificed a tremendous amount, and I'm not saying it, you know, in a victimized way. I know that sacrifice of that immigrant, so that um, I was an immigrant. I am, you know, a New Yorker at this point, but um, I know that sacrifice. I know missing people's weddings and um, births and my, you know, I know that sacrifice because, hey, no, I, I might be getting a job in, for a small play. And so I think that I, I was able to resonate with that scene. But then I also really like the scene where she turns her head away after the, giving the biryani in the car. Yeah. You know, right at the end. Um, and Michael uh, Showalter, our director, we shot it two ways. She looks away and she waves to him. And I don't, I think they used the one where she looked away. Yeah. Because um, we're like, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. Come I back loved and love it. Us. We did it very quickly. We shot it very quickly, all of it. Uh, and I loved doing the improv with Kumail. I did love that. Wow. So yeah. we finished. There was a lot of improv, yeah. Yeah. We finished watching Miss Marvel and we really loved you in it. Um, how Thank was it taking the role of Maniba? You know, she's sort of a tough love mom, but yet willing to make Kamala halfway. How was it taking the role of Maniba? Maniba is my 15th South Asian mother. Mm. Uh, I have made a career on playing South Asian mothers, starting in 2007 when I got my first big break. Um, so there was no unfamiliarity with Muniba as to how, you know, I knew this role. <laughs> um, uh, you played 15 times, you know it well. And I'm not just saying a mother, I'm saying specifically South Asian mothers. Right. Whether they are Pakistani or, or Muslim or Hindu or Indian, but they've all been. And there's all the immigrant mother stories have had, uh, you know, parallels about wanting your children to to walk a straight and narrow line much more than their white counterparts. And uh, we are, as a culture, and you might resonate with this as people of color, we're, we're stricter with our children. Yeah. So we, we don't tolerate a lot of guff. We don't say thank you for going to party, you know. Um, so <laughs> love, love is through um, actions, you know. It's yeah. not physically saying I love you. Yeah. So handling it that way, I came to it with really knowing it. But then Muniba on the page was just this woman who was saying things like, Kamala, you know, come for dinner. Kamala, you're late to school. Kamala, you're late for your driving test. Kamala, go to your room. Kamala, you can't go out. And then that's your job to elevate that, to make it something more. Um, and also for me personally, I'm always aware that there are 15 other women that people can look at and say, oh, she did this one. How do I distinguish Muniva Khan from Charmin, from, you know, Priya Ullah from The Affair? How do I, I have to make that distinction for myself so that I'm happy with the work I'm doing. So then you take what's given on the page and you try and elevate it. And I think, um, I just think the family dynamic, I don't know if you agree, worked very beautifully between the four of us. And oh, it sort of became this thing. Uh, and Iman and I have wonderful chemistry in the scenes. And the more we work together, the more that chemistry came out. And that's, so I just tried to take each script and really, um, you know, elevate what was given. 
uh, and um, I was given some good, rich storyline. Yeah. Yeah. And even on that, a lot of the dialogue, you know, was really great. It gave us an insight of Maniba, not just as a mother, but as someone that lived a whole life before having Kamala. And there's a couple of exactly. lines. Yeah. There's a couple of lines I just want to, you know, throw out there to talk about. And, you know, being raised by a black mother, a brown mother, um, there's definitely experiences that we had. This line in particular, when you're talking, or well, when your character is talking to Kamala, who do you want to be? Do you want to be a good person that we raised you to be or a head in the clouds sort of person? And then just very quickly, there was another line. And again, this is more Maniba as an actual wholly realized character. I never felt so alone, but I found my family and let them love me. Ooh, you say yeah. psychology, Zenobia. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Talk about, uh, I think uh, that scene, who do you want to be? Yeah. Uh, is at the end of episode one when Kamala escapes to Comic-Con and then comes back. And uh, that was a rewrite. Um, and I think turned out to be the strongest scene in the episode. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, it was a brilliant way uh, to uh, for, for our creators to end that episode. I love that scene. I love that scene because you, you know... That's where you say you try and elevate it. So I'm not just the woman making the biryani and setting the table. I am a fully realized person who's made sacrifices, come from Pakistan to give you a good life. So, yeah, I'm going to question you, young girl. Who do you want to be? And that was the most powerful because that's a lot of immigrant parents are like, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? And it, it was it was amazing. Um, and also the second one that you reference, uh, what was that? That line was, I never felt so alone, but I, found I never felt so alone. Love me. Yeah, yeah, that was a beautiful scene in the bathroom. Uh, when she says that scene came very naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the dialogue starts with America was my mountaintop, uh, and uh, for me, for Zenobia, America was my mountaintop. I was 24 years old. I had no money except for the $500 I had come with and my three months tuition that had been paid for at the Circle in the Square School. And I had not a single contact. Um, All I had was some crazy idea in my head that um, I could do this. And and then that voice, you know, that always speaks to us, isn't it? That mm. says, there's a bigger life for you than South Bombay. You got to do this. Right. And that voice has never left me. And But America was my mountain. I had no money for a long time. I struggled. I had health problems. I had financial problems. Um this is all much more than you ever wanted to know, right? <laughs> this well, like, when are we going to get the Zenobia Sharoff biopic? That's what I want to know. Um, the Zenobia Sharoff biopic has happened in the form of a one-woman show. If you Google me, you'll see it. I did 30 characters in 80 minutes. Um, and we, my partner and I uh, wrote it. Uh, it started as a monologue, which I used to do as a stand-up monologue and then became a full-fledged one-woman show called How to Succeed as an Ethnically Ambiguous Actor. Um, yes, and, uh, love that. <laughs> because that was, um, because, you know, everybody was like, where are you from? You can't be Indian. You're so fair. You do not talk this yeah, way. You yeah. cannot possibly yeah, yeah. be Indian. You're, are you Italian? Are you this? Are you that? So um, it became 
it became the story of my life until that point. Um, and we did, we took it all the way to an off-Broadway run. So, um, and I would love to do more with it. I would love to, I think it's got very good episodic potential. Um, but going back to your question, that that scene was very important. Uh, and also that scene came very easily to me because if you're going to be a method actor, which I guess I am a little bit, I had a lot to draw on because mm. America was my mountain. A lot of a lot of your performances in Miss Marvel was a healing balm. I think a lot of us didn't know whether we would feel that sort of healing. But um, we'd love to wrap up. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. So we, we were spoken about representation, diversity, and inclusion. And we've seen it shift throughout the years to a point where in Miss Marvel, we can see a wholly realized character in Muniba, you know, back in the day, you'd get just a one dimensional character, mm -hmm. you know, uh, who has little or no growth. Um, do you feel it being in the industry? Have you seen the change? Um, have you seen it firsthand or experienced? Oh my gosh. Um, don't wrap up right yet because that's a big question. <laughs> So talking of America being my mountain and, you know, um, 30 years ago when I came to this country, um, I was told, like I referenced before, uh, to change my name because I had white passing, a horrible term, but used. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, to get dialect lessons, you know, learn to talk like American and you just learn to talk like American and you're going to be fine. We can pass you off for Italian. We can pass you off for Greek. We can pass you off for Spanish. But, you know, you really don't want to be saying you're Zenobia Shroff from, from Bombay, India. Like, don't and, make it um, hard on yourself. Make it easier for yourself sort of thing. Make it easier for yourself and make it easier for us to sell you as agents and managers. And also because there was nothing, zip, zero, nada going on yeah. uh, at that time for South Asians. Hmm. And and yet your instinct as a, as a young woman too was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not becoming someone else. Um, and I, I didn't get hired a lot because nobody knew what to do with me. Nobody knew what to do with me. I was too in, I was, it's, it's the line that Nakia says in Miss Marvel. She's like, I, and I'm, and I'm uh, paraphrasing, like I was too white to be Indian and I was too Indian to be white. Mm -hmm. um, nobody knew what to do with me. And so 20 years ago, it started changing a little bit. 10 years ago, we started getting definitely some momentum. And um, so for the young kids on the show, you know, it's, it's, it's a different experience. But for me, the weight of my history is very squarely on my shoulders when I signed that contract. That the day has come when Marvel and Kevin Feige have taken a chance on showing the, the origin story of a Muslim American kid from New Jersey. I never thought the day would come. And it's very emotional for me mm. because I am one of the people in this city, uh, along with many other women and men in their 40s and 50s, who built the damn brown table. We built it leg by leg, plank by plank, so that kids like Iman and, and Maitreya Ramakrishnan and others can take a seat. But yeah. we built the table. Um, and so the weight of my history is not lost on me when you know i see it and it's it blows my mind in a good way <laughs> 
But even to be able to offer kindness and warmth and not be bitter about the whole experience because people of sort of stature would definitely, you know, be weighed down by it. And even, you know, I'm a Pacific Islander, but even just seeing, you know, a Pakistani Muslim family, tears, Zenobia. I was like crying throughout this show. Tears, tears, absolute tears. It's so real yeah. and it feels good. Yeah. I cannot tell you the amount of young women and their mothers who wrote to me during that period when they were dropping the episodes in June and July and saying, can you be my ammi? You're just like my ammi. My ammi says hello. My ammi says she talks to me exactly like you talk to Kamala. My ammi says she's never seen you on the screen in her whole life in America. Yeah. And that's when you know art, art can move the needle. We can shift the needle. We're doing more than just entertaining you. We are trying to shift the culture here. And our show, I'm very proud, is a watershed moment in American TV. I, I, <laughs> I, there's literally nothing else to say. That was beautiful. Uh, thank, thank you so you. much for your time, Zenobia. Is there anything thank that you, you want to plug, anything you're working on, unless it's hush-hush and we're not allowed to know? Like, is uh, it's, you always leave hush, hush. it's always hush-hush. It's always hush-hush, you know. Um, I, I just would like that, you know, the Marvel actors also get hopefully recognized for the fact that we're not just like swinging from chandeliers. We're bringing craft mm. to our to our um, to our scenes, and it would be nice that you know the industry uh, recognized that. Mm. I'm bringing 35 years of experience to my craft. I mean, to the set, and um, yeah, it's time to to see us uh, as actors and not just you know um, doing tricks or stunts or whatever. Well, let's shake things up. The brown table, the black table. Every, every that's right. Table. That's shake right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much yeah. for your time. Thank you so well, much. Well, there is the Marvels coming up. You know that in, in July 2023, this year, uh, the Mar- Marvels or Captain Marvel 2, as it was originally called, mm. uh, with Brie and Iman and Tiana Paris and, and the Khan family is in that as well. Oh, exciting. Nice. Yeah, we yes. Quite do that. Oh, oh, you didn't know that? Oh, yes, the Khan family is in there. Yes. Well, thank you so much. It's been such an honor to be able to speak to you today. Thank you so much. We'll be cheering you on from the side. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. much for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye.